It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello? Evil does not sleep. It waits. There's far more at stake here than just our lives. Fight with me. For all Middle Earth. Why aren't you answering your mobile phone? I'll be right back. Life would be so much easier if I was just Jen. I think you're in a unique position to do some real good. Jen Walters can use the law to help people when society fails him. She-Hulk can help people when the law fails him. This guy's really kind of doing it for me. Baby energy. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to another Organized Chaos podcast. My name is Bobby Corders, and with me as always is Bob. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, okay. uh, kids are recovering from COVID, so that, that was a fun adventure. I had the recent COVID shot, so uh, I didn't end up not catching it, so yay. My parents had the same thing, so they didn't catch it either, so yay. But yeah, no, yeah, still a fun good. adventure. A little stress with the kids catching it, but God. Like, so they catch it from someone at school? I would assume so, but it was crazy, their recovery time. So um, we picked up the kids on Bye, Tuesday... Guys. And Ashley was mostly okay. recovered, but she had a little cough. Evan was in bed, just watching TV, just like, you know, you could tell he had a fever. He was not doing well. Next day, <laughs> Ashley's, you know, she's about the same, a little cough. Evan is running around, not even a cough. He is fine the next day. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God, youth. It's like, <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. It's like I was stressed they were getting COVID, and then uh, it's just over. It's just the 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 joys of youth. But yes, um, yeah, we I do have to be able to bounce back like that at our age. Oh dude. yeah, well, COVID. God, it took me forever to recover from COVID. Shit, I I do not now, see. I feel like anybody. I feel I had it early in, or like late in 2019 because there was a period where my uh, wife at her office there was some bug going around mm-hmm. where it was really sick like sicker than the flu is what the word was and like i caught it she came home didn't catch it at all like i was down for i felt like cruddy Mm -hmm. for at least two weeks like really cruddy like but like i never had the high fever um well i never had the high fever of covid too now one thing that i do want to point out though is that i there was a flu going around at the end of 2019 because i remember i got super sick and it spread yeah. out through work like wildfire. A whole bunch, like half the, the meat department went down. And, you know, oh. it was like, oh, my God, is this COVID? And then, like, a year and a half later or so, or actually less, when I actually did catch COVID, um, it was not. So, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't it felt, COVID what you got, it but it more felt my, different. It, it if, felt more in my stomach than mm-hmm. anything else. Like, yeah. I, I felt it in my lungs, like the upper respiratory bit. Yeah. Like, I felt that, but it felt like an upper respiratory infection. Yeah, what I, what I had, had in 2019 was, uh, there, was, there was a little bit up here, but it was a lot of, I know it was a lot of stomach flu stuff. Um, yeah, it felt more like I, I just couldn't keep anything down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, COVID is not fun. Like, Do not get it if you can yeah, avoid we felt, it. Yeah, <laughs> like... Between me and my wife and two of our friends, our wives, like, they both work together. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we all felt like we caught it, but, mm-hmm. the kid, but their kid didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, kids are fairly resistant to it. And now with the, all the, the vaccines coming out, if you're up to date with the vaccines, you're probably more resistant than kids. Because kids get less vaccines because they approve much less of them for people in their age range. Um so actually, kids are better, def- are less defended from COVID if you're fully vaccinated. Now, if you're not vaccinated, then kids are way better defended. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, just fun facts. Um, we do have a fun show today. Uh, we got the big yes, topics. We, we got Halloween ends. And then uh, after Halloween ends, we'll get to actually some <laughs> horror theme stuff. We'll talk about Rings of Power and She-Hulk, which is uh, <laughs> that is the really <laughs> scary stuff. 
we'll be talking about. That is. No, no, it's kind of interesting. We're dealing with, uh, although I don't know if this is going to become uncommon. All the, all three of these topics have lots of fan, uh, let's just say fan issues. Toxicity? Yes. Toxicity? Fan issues. I mean, I'll say toxicity because that's yeah, exactly sure. what we I We call it toxicity. It, it gets obnoxious. It's. I mean, if you've been watching my channel, yeah. you know I've been dealing with this crap. There are channels that harvest this toxicity and make it worse, frankly. Um, and it drives me up the wall. But yes, all three of these movies are very much subject to these things. Movies. Two TV series and a movie. Um, but yeah. Uh, but we will get I've to that. resorted them. to trolling Flyers fans. Yeah. Um, are we ready to talk about some news? Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into it. Oh, and uh, just FYI, if you're listening... Um, I had some limited, sp I have limited space for the rest of this week on the podcast. Um, so I might do an edited version of this. So if like we're missing some news or something, it's going to be on the YouTube video. Go check it out there. That, that'll be the full thing. We will see. I might just upload the whole thing and take the, I think it's like three bucks. We'll see. We'll see how, what I feel like, okay. how much work I want to put into it. But just, just FYI, if you're just listening on the podcast, <laughs> this might be a cut down version. Want the full one? Go to YouTube. But yes, Halloween Ends is a movie. Oh, well, um, Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis said before this was released, there is a good chance that... You're getting really quiet. Sorry. Oh. Jamie Lee Curtis did say uh, right before this was released that there is a good percent, or a good chance that 85% of the fans will hate this. And Upon watching, I understand. And upon watching it, yeah, I totally get. Um, okay, your okay, flat out, you like it? Uh, me, uh, not really. Like, I like. I okay. actually do like how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no problem with that. Yeah, no. Uh, I'll go ahead and so summarize you... it as quickly as possible. I thought this was a solid like ending to Michael Myers, but they realized that wasn't enough for a movie. So what they decided to do was add Friday the 13th part 5 to it and pad it out. And okay, okay. I think there's interesting ideas okay. in what they do. I it's not it's not I would actually say it's not as bad as Friday the 13th part 5, but it's a lot of ideas borrowed from um, there. Where are okay. you at with it? Well, okay. I fucking loved it. Really? Okay. I fucking <laughs> loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I it, it absolutely made me appreciate three more. Mostly just because three took a chance and didn't oh, yeah. have the norm of you know Michael Myers killing babies, mm -hmm. which would be the same as Jason, you know, killing summer camp mm -hmm. counselors or yeah. kids, Freddy killing the kids of Elm Street, et cetera, et cetera. Like it took a chance, kind of, but as opposed to like not even keeping a slasher in there like three did, <clears throat> it kind of held a narrative. But it kept the same narrative, but it was expanding on the same one from 2018. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought 2018, the main narrative in that, and it's been clear, overly documented that that was solely about how trauma can affect a family, mm -hmm. like sure. how it affects, you know, you know, that the Strode family. The sequel, Halloween, it kills was definitely how it, how that same trauma can affect a community. So on a mm -hmm. bigger scale. And I felt that this absolutely told the perfect narrative of how, you know, trauma can settle after the events, the after effects. So this is like how everyone is dealing with it. Are there people who are still mad, angry, scared? Are there people who have moved on and completely forgotten about it? Or are there people who just don't care and never did? Yeah. And I felt it depicted a lot of that very well and clear. And I think for a lot of the people who were still holding anger and that, like, you know, hope that Michael or that fear that Michael was still out there and, you know, that worry and concern, they definitely found somebody to villainize with the opening scene. Now mm -hmm. I'm kind of happy that I saw this at home and not at a theater because yeah. I, I'll, I'm going to hell for this, but I laughed during that opening sequence. I laughed so hard at that. That kid was a fucking it jerk. Was just so, it was so unexpected, but, Totally, that little shit had that. That kid was I mean, such a jerk. He didn't deserve and, to die. And then he, he died. It was like, Jesus Christ. And he set up, like, he set up the perfect situation to have that babysitter fucking kill him. It was just like, you little twerp, mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing? 
Like it's he not like him up perfectly to be terrified and scared. Yeah. Like make him think he, that Michael Myers was coming. And... He's freaked out. You know, there's a knife laying on the floor where it shouldn't be. He's like, oh my God, Michael's in here. The kid locks the door. And it's not like he kicks it once and it the door goes free immediately and he kicks the kid over the stairwell. By the way, kid goes over the stairwell and dies. The parents yeah, see it like, and, and he falls at least a solid force. Three, four, three stories, to four maybe. stories, enough to splatter his skull. Easy. It's those out, big yeah. South Carolina houses because mm-hmm. that's where Danny McBride always mm-hmm. films in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Did but you yeah. know that? No, I didn't know that actually. But it's yeah, yeah. Every any project that he and his crew are on, mm-hmm. like his projects, they always film in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Always film because that's where he's from. Um. So, but, it, it, yeah. Side fun, fun, interesting note. Yeah. No. Uh. That that's where like I feel like at least for me it doesn't the ideas don't land as well but yeah I definitely got the sense that they were going for uh like the Michael infested the community type deal um yeah it doesn't I, quite I, I like work that. for me I like it but it doesn't okay. quite work for me um number one I don't like we get a little bit of the community but I don't feel like it's that much and I would have liked no. more of that especially following Halloween Kills because Halloween Kills has that great evil begats evil idea community is infected with michael's evil now well and I, yeah and i i just yeah. feel that the, the main underlining message in it is that you know evil may it definitely begets evil but also evil never dies mm-hmm. like, it, it exists mm-hmm. still like, yeah now uh, all right is it a is it a flawless movie absolutely it no, it's flawless. I'm, I'm sorry. not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna take shit from the teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. A, uh, so I think, for what it's worth, the movie begins and we have this character of Corey, who, uh, you know, he does. He's babysitting this jerk of a kid. He accidentally that's kills him. Shit. Absolute accident. Little shit kind of set yep. up so he would die because he probably wasn't thinking, just being a fucking jerk. And Corey accidentally kills him. And he is uh, ostracized by the town and just kind of this misfit in the town because of this. I actually think that's a really interesting idea. And yeah. for the movie's credit, I was kind of on board with that. Sure, we, we are not dealing with Michael a lot with the, the beginning, which I know that's probably going to piss off a lot of people. But I was actually on board with that aspect. Yeah, Michael only has about three kills in this movie. Yeah, but yeah... Well, what I'm less on board with is Spoilers. essentially the idea that <laughs> that Corey goes insane and becomes a new semi Michael for a bit. Well, I think that in the scene where mm-hmm. you know after well in the okay, Corey's kind of terrorized throughout. Yeah, the oh yeah, He's pretty much part of baby killer and shit like that. And even Lori, in I think her most G moment mm-hmm. this entire movie is after she stops some teenagers. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the marching oh, yeah. band varsity people. I just want to. I'm not. I'm if you if you're in the if you're in high school and you're listening to this, and you play and you're in the band. I'm not saying it to be mean to you or anything. Mm. Like that. It's absolutely cool, and I'm all for music education. Don't be a rotten shit. Yeah, these kids are a piece <laughs> of shit. And yeah, Lori has that great They're moment where she kind of chased them off, and she's like, uh, and, she whips out her knife and she's like, "Shall she... you shall do it or shall I?" And she. It's it's her that ends up. Are you gonna do it, tires, or I? right? <laughs> yeah, she yeah she was slashing their tires. Yeah, it's just like nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like ah, uh, good to see you having completely settled down. Lori. No, no, Lori this, definitely has her edge. She still. Has, She actually has completely. Well, I wouldn't say moved on, but she has come to the best piece that she can. Where in this timeline mm-hmm. she's moved she's moved in with her granddaughter they both live together she's starting to write a memoir about mm-hmm. her experience and her life yeah but honestly i I'd, I'd, I'd read the book I'd no read i actually think Lori's stuff here is really good i like really, the idea of really moving good. on yeah. and evolving from michael um because and that's it, the thing it seems that yeah sorry go ahead you just see her throughout this movie she's kind of getting normalized she's just kind of doing her life and doing her thing you know and she still has an edge from michael which is great but she's just being a person she's just like i'm not gonna let michael control me i'm just gonna live my life we see a flirtation with that one deputy 
who Hawkins. was yeah, the, retroactively two... added to the first movie, even though he wasn't actually there. Yeah. But yeah, well, well I mean, hey, hey <laughs> he, he could have been a police officer. No, this it, one that he wasn't absolutely could have been just one that his scenes never made it to the movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, like they were in the TV version. Yeah, they were in they were in 2018. We're fine. <laughs> And, and 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 twenty uh twenty one too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. And she has a little romance with him, which I think is nice. Um. I have. I'm less thrilled with what they do with the granddaughter because I was kind of hoping for more with her. And instead, she ends uh, up with a relationship yeah. with Corey. And that's about because they both it. kind of feel like they kind of both feel like misfits because yeah. now she said that she also kind of gets the misfit like feelings and vibes, which I get from too. like the community, which mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. I've never been, sh- we were never shown it. We get but little bits I, here and there about how the community, um, you know, is blames them a bit for Michael, but not a lot. We don't get a lot. We get little bits. We get, we get one direct one with Lori and that yeah. one was, I mean, I think it might have been I interesting like I there's understand that family's anger, but so uh, that's not it. That, that Alice, wasn't her fault. Allison in the Allison's name, the granddaughter. I'm pretty sure. Um, yes, Allison is the granddaughter. Yeah, so she's up for a promotion where she's working. She's a nurse for a doctor, and this other woman <laughs> nurse ends up getting the promotion because she's sleeping with the doctor. But it might have actually been yeah. more interesting to set up the situation where the doctor says, "Hey, listen, you're great. You definitely deserve this." But with your past ties with Michael, I can't give it to you. You know, little stuff like that to help add to it. Yeah. To reinforce it more than just, oh, yeah, she's fucking the doctor. They're kind of pieces of shit. We got the sense of that anyway. But yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you could even even do both and just have him use Michael as an excuse. And that's still kind of work. (laughs) Oh, I mean, even in that moment, like, you know, when she was first talking to her, I was like, Allison, that girl is not your friend. Do not. Yeah. Yeah. No, when throughout (laughs) those scenes, I was like. She's fucking him, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. She's, fu- yeah, she's screwing him. Yeah. It's just and then when it's revealed, it's like, yep, yep. But like I said, like, I could see this working. It just didn't quite sync up for me. Um, my okay. daughter also pointed out uh, something I didn't really think about, but there's lots of Heather vibes with this movie, too. Um. With uh, you know, this one woman ending up with the 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 misfit in town, only to have that misfit essentially go psycho. It's okay. not. Uh, it's not. Okay. It's not disconnected. She's not entirely wrong. She's no, she's not. Yeah, she's she's actually dead accurate. Yeah, that. like it's one of those things where it's like when I first saw, I was like, really, and then I thought about it, like, shit, there is a lot of similarities to those stories. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of this didn't quite work for me. Um, the first half of the Corey stuff largely did work. It's when they really started turning him into Michael. And it won't have been more interesting. Okay. It's, okay. uh, maybe if the community turned him more into Michael, I won't have been more engaged. But of course, this movie has to involve Michael. So it's not really the community that turns him into Michael. The community helps. But it's really Michael that turns him into Michael. Uh, which, because for the past four years, Michael's been living in a sewer, apparently. Pretty much on sleep mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, it just doesn't quite no, work for me. I feel like the whole idea of Corey is a nice idea, but they just end up using it to be like, oh, he's Michael 2.0, but he's going to get wiped out by Michael soon enough. Well, Laurie kind of... Well, actually, Lori doesn't even wipe him out. He wipes out himself. Because, you know, yeah. he's... he's well, well, yeah. Lori fucks him up a bit. Well, yeah, Lori does fuck him <laughs> up quite a bit, but he has it coming. I mean, he goes after her. She shoots him, she shoots yeah. him, and he falls off the banister, like, just yeah. like that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well I believe it, it's Michael who crushes his head. Yeah, he does <laughs> go at, He does go after Lori, and it does uh, ring uh, the expression... Uh, don't go don't go after the king and miss don't go after Lori and miss <laughs> well yeah he was a hiding in her house and yeah. we were to believe that she's gonna kill herself yeah and it's leading to believe that and you know he goes he hears a gunshot he goes to sneak in she's just there ready like did you yeah. really think i was gonna do that <laughs> yeah yeah and, 
It was almost as if he was talking to the audience to make the audience think, Jesus Christ, what? Huh? (laughs) Yeah. The way they cut that, I was like, uh, no way. They can't do that. Right. Be watching it. Be watching it. I almost pulled my phone out and was about at, at Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. For a second, I fucking thought you were. Yeah. No, they shot it. So it really seemed like she would. And then, and then when she didn't, it's like, oh, of course she didn't. Fuck. Oh, and then you see her. Ah, I see. No, essentially for me, I like the beginning, and then there's this middle part, essentially, where Corey just becomes Michael, where I'm kind of not really into it, and it's kind of predictable and blah. And then when we get well, to essentially it, that Laurie suicide to the end of the movie, I'm kind of back in. Yeah. Now, if you think about it, they've touched with they 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 touched with this idea a little bit in 2018. Yeah. And it could just be them revisiting it, where uh, where um um. It'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor, his doctor, wanted to know what evil was and how it how Yes, it felt. yes. So he was so about putting his mask on and mm-hmm. and that, yeah, you know, like he was like the one eighty Loomis uh, Santane. Yeah, it kind of felt like they're going to do a what, thing where what, he's the what, new what, Michael, and of course they didn't. But yeah, yeah. But they kind of touched with that. But yes. I mean, I, I I don't know if they were trying to like push the narrative of you know, communities are like this and will drive mm-hmm. killers to be like that, or if er- or if we are inherently evil, it's just mm-hmm. our choice not to. Yeah. I think it's just more thinking like, you know, evil never dies, but you can't kill the boogeyman. Yeah. No, which I mean, is the overall plot of Halloween. I'm sure there's lots of people who are just going to shit on this because there is very little Michael. Um, I have my yeah. issues oh, with the story, oh, as I've already pointed yeah. out. Um. Yeah, and but this like, is not like a shit I said, show by any means. With... No, it it is not a shit show by any means. It is I, very good. I will I will go ahead and put down my hot take. I preferred Halloween Kills to this, which I know that's going to be a hot take. <laughs> but this I'm, is I'm still in... better than Resurrection. Uh, I've had bowel movements better than Resurrection, although I I Resurrection's never one I can't hate on too much because there's so many scenes that just make me laugh, and it shouldn't. But yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's so... Well, I mean, well, this, uh, like we were saying, like fandoms and like, mm-hmm. you know, are crazy. The the fandom community on this is just completely torn. Right. I, I don't yeah. want to say right down the middle. I would say that the minority is people who like it. And the majority is people who hated it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what they want. There's people who are claiming that this, that this is that the Rob Zombie movies are better than this. That's just fucking stupid. That. There's people who are saying that, that that resurrection is better than this. There are mild, I could see mild value to maybe the first Rob Zombie movie, even that one. Uh, um, but the second one, I is mean, it was like essentially, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know. I feel that it talked about interesting ideas in the second Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, but oh, that's a stretch. The the first act of the second movie doesn't even begin until a half hour into it. No, the actual remake doesn't really start until like a little while until we hear Love yeah. Hurts, and then it's pretty much a remake after that. Yeah, <laughs> that second Rob Zombie movie's a bit rough. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is a. Bobby loves it. I'm not as on board, but uh, I can yeah, make I your own opinion. It. Yeah, uh, I guess essentially for me, Act Two. I'm not on board with Act Two. Act One and Act Three. Okay. Act One has good ideas. Act Three. Um, do we want to go ahead and get into the uh, spoiler ending? Do we want to spoil uh, yeah, the shit okay. out of it? Um, so yeah, spoiling well. the shit out of it. What I liked about this ending was it was literally the opposite ending of what I thought they would do. I was scared yeah. to death they would kill off Lori and just leave Michael in oh. some ambiguous death. Well, yeah, as I said last week, I was convinced mm-hmm. that they both were going to die. Yeah, no, and I thought the uh, most they, likely scenario each was that they both yeah. die. They kill each other. Yeah, the final battle. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the, the ending I want, which is the one that will never happen, was that Lori survives, she kills Michael, and she moves on. Mm-hmm. And that was the fucking ending they gave us, and I'm like, threw him okay, in a fucking I, car shredder. 
like yeah, I no, mean that they, was they, fucking awesome. Yeah, a little unceremonial. Strider is like, oh shit, yeah, that's that's. I mean, up. a little unceremonial, <laughs> but fucking great. Yeah, it was kind of satisfying to see Michael go on there, and it's like, I like it was that they satisfying did that. to yeah. see. Even the whole procession of like the the police and Lori and her granddaughter dragging his dead body out onto the car mm-hmm. and driving him the whole town in a whole procession. Yeah. Like, that was that was kind of sweet. I dug that. And like I said, I like the ending to this. This is the ending I oh, thought for sure they wouldn't kill us, and they gave it to us. And I was like, "Yeah, and, nice." You and gave Lori a happy agree. ending. Fuck you. Mean... Yeah, and I will agree with something that you had said earlier. How this really didn't exhibit, you know, the how the community was still affected by Michael on that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of did. They mm-hmm. they showed like you know murder rates were up. You know, yeah. showed those two people dead in the car. That person who killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they, but I wish they would have dove in a bit more yeah. to that. Yeah, as opposed to it just it's... being there represented as okay. I see the town is affected, especially like, on. I, I just I guess side. more. Um, yeah, yeah, a bit more. Allison getting rejected by the community. Um, although honestly. They do an all all right job of Allison and Corey's relationship. It's it mm-hmm. kind of works for me. Allison is very forward, which is a uh, good on her. Good on her. yeah, very good on her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, is this is not a, not the shit show people are calling it a shit show. It's not. Um, it has its issues, in my opinion. But I, it's not the shit show that yeah. that, that five cream is not the shit show people make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like well, especially with that one, it was it felt like everybody liked it at first, and everybody's like, "Oh no way, it sucks!" And it's like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I've rewatched it, and I I still have the same feelings of it. I yeah. feel that it is definitely a soft reboot. Yeah. Oh, it's Absolutely. a very soft reboot. It's a torch a, passing. It's yeah. a torch passing soft reboot. Yeah, it's a soft like, reboot revival, and, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay in with canon it. reboot. In- I like yeah, I like these characters. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what's next for them. Yes. But yeah. This, Halloween however, ends. I'm sad I, I'm sad to see this timeline have a, like the, the final chapter on it, if for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But I I know that I, there'll probably be another one down the line. Unfortunately, yes, Somebody and it is kind of left open for that because they talk about the spirit of Michael and stuff like that. Yeah. I kinda hope we don't, but I kind of hope they don't remake Curse of Michael. Well, Mm -hmm. I I, no scratch that. I hope they do remake Curse of Michael Mm -hmm. Myers and they bring back Paul Rudd if they're Tommy Blaine. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, even though I I wouldn't quite recommend this. If you are a hardcore Halloween fan, yet then you've already seen it. If you're not, then I'd probably say skip it. But it's not the worst thing ever, and the ending is good. The ending is good. It's not morons from outer space. Oh, well, uh, nothing can be. <laughs> nothing can top morons from outer space. Uh, are we ready for Rings of Power? Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Oh, yes, Rings of Power, also known as Slow oh. Burn the Series. So, like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the first four, but, yeah, it was especially the first one. It's kind of, it's a lot of build-up. But, man, it builds up to a finale that's kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh like a very un- unexpected. Yeah. Well, I like uh dude, we're going straight into spoilers. But one of the things I noticed that I really appreciate was you see the scenes in the first episode with her and her brother. You don't think too much mm-hmm. of it. But then later on you see the followers of Sauron and you don't think too much of it. But then you see a flashback of the scene of with her and her brother and you realize he looks like a follower of Sauron. Holy shit. Wait a Holy minute. Shit. Wait a minute. Yeah. Holy shit, they've been here this whole fucking time. Yeah, it's like, oh, what? oh shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's something Gladwell didn't even realize. Yeah, no, I... There are a couple of twists they throw in here that I kind of loved. Um, now, now, um, when they were thinking that the tall man that they that the uh halflings had found yeah not the halflings the uh the small foots right hardfoots hardfoots yeah hardfoots had found uh how they were thinking that was saruman i mean even in the first ones when he first landed i was like gandalf Mm -hmm. 
which they never say. Yeah, no, they call him Ishtar. And according to Lord of the Rings myth, I had to look it up. I don't know this off the top of my head. There are five Ishtar. Of the ones we know, this guy best fits Gandalf, obviously. But timeline-wise, Gandalf isn't supposed to arrive till the Third Age. And there are two, uh, I believe they're called Blue Wizards from the Second Age. They're also Ishtar. So it's not clear if this guy's Gandalf or one of the Blue Wizards that we have not seen yet or know really anything about. I kind of dig the idea that it's Gandalf, but, you know, we have to see how much yeah. they feel to, to thumb their nose at Lord of the Rings mythology. And it's worth knowing the Tolkien yeah. family is involved with this. So it's not yeah. like they're thumbing their nose at Tolkien. <laughs> no, they're they're going to go through and be like, if they want to do major timeline change like that, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, hey, this is what we're thinking. Is this cool? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I I'm saw, sure if the Tolkien family says no, they'd be like, okay, no problem. Change I, it. <laughs> I did see an article where the Tolkien family and Amazon did discuss how they're condensing a lot of the events of the Second Age. Because, it, you know, if they do it properly, it takes place over like a thousand years. But, like, then we can't yeah. have any recurring characters besides elves. So they're like, okay, we'll condense it down to like 10 years for the series. <laughs> so this probably in season two, they're going to be doing a lot of time jumping. But probably a bit yeah i, I won't say unexpected but yeah it's gonna be within no. a, a human lifetime obviously so we can keep the characters around um right but yes uh episode six was the one that really perked me up because that was a lot of battles um yes it was it's and it seemed like almost insignificant battles but it seems like there's lots of orc forces there they're serious uh it's like geez i wonder what uh is uh why is this so important? But, you know, the good guys are holding their own. They even get reinforcements. And then we find out what that crazy fucking sword thing is that's activated by your blood. And it's a key to essentially activate Mount Doom and make Mordor, which is where this fighting had been happening the whole time. Yeah, which, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like, holy <laughs> shit. So, yeah, no, if you're wondering, in this series, we get the creation of Mount Doom and Mordor entirely. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and that that was really for me when I'm watching it going, holy shit, this is this is getting really badass. I'm getting yeah, when I was quite a bit. And when that part came on, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, episode well, we're seven. Boned. Episode seven's <laughs> a lot aftermath from that. But, like, yeah, you get to. Uh, you get some of the characters. You get Hal Brand, who is, uh, you know, he's established that he gets injured in that, but he survives, and he's the new king of the Southlands, so he is a, he is important going forward. Um, And he is also probably the big twist, because he's somebody that a lot of the, uh, the people complaining about this series, of which there are many, they complain about him quite a bit because he is not a character in Tolkien lore. They're like, there's no Hal Brand in Tolkien lore. Where you, you guys are just making up a character. And I do feel like they're definitely thumbing their no- noses with the reveal of who he actually is. Because he actually is very much a character in Tolkien lore. <laughs> um, full-fledged spoilers. I say that. Yeah, full-fledged spoilers. Hal Brand was an alias as Sauron. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he essentially got himself in good with a lot of the good guys. Galadriel was kind of able to figure out, hey, uh, how are you king of the Southlands? That line's broken. And that's when it's revealed, oh yeah, uh, he is he is Sauron. Oh, and by the way, that brother who you're trying to avenge, he was a servant of Sauron. Good yep. fun. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, scene where the uh, wizard uh, show the uh, strange man, mm-hmm. which he, it was later revealed to be like, you know, that weird that Bob and I both kind of feel is is Gandalf. Yeah, he's definitely Gandalf uh, inspired if he's not going to be Gandalf. Mm. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that I think the reveal where he just kind of went like, no, and then just hit the staff down and the white light came off. That was mm-hmm. kind of like, um, that's some motherfucking Gandalf the Grey action right there. No, well, I <laughs> love, I loved, uh, like, the servants of Sauron track him down and assume he is Sauron. Because he, you know, he's a sorcerer. He's, you know, yeah. they don't know much about him. They knew Sauron may not know much about himself because he got reborn. 
And they're they're like, oh, this guy must be Sauron. And I love like he's like, God, I'm a bad guy. I knew I was a bad guy. I didn't want to be a bad guy. And then Nori gives him the nice little thing saying, you know, they don't define who you are. You define who you are. And that's when he, he fights back. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, I, I'm not the bad guy. Fuck this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and that's when they reveal. Right. Oh, he's not Sauron. He's the other one. He's Ishtar. Which, you know, as I, as I already brought up, it's, it's a race of like five people in Tolkien lore. Very small race. <laughs> um, but of Gandalf is one of them. Saruman is one of them. Radagast is one of them. And there's two blue wizards that we not explored at all in Tolkien mythology. Uh, other than that, they're blue wizards. Yeah. But yes, so he is one of the blue wizards are Gandalf. He's one of those two. I mean, it's not even controversial. He's going to be one of those two. Yeah. But even if he's a blue wizard, he's inspired by Gandalf very much. <laughs> he is oh, he is the show's so. stand-in for Gandalf at the very least. Um, I dig his character. Um, he and Nori are going to go on an adventure next season to figure out like his past. So uh, I'm on board. Um, I am too. I, I actually thought the uh, elven princess... In, the, uh, in this uh, Gladriel, yes, I thought I didn't think she was going to make it through the battle. There was a few people I did not think was going to make it through the battle. Mm-hmm. I will be honest. Well, she uh, the uh, the archer. I thought he would like we'd all think he would be dead, but mm-hmm. would come back in the last few moments. That's mm-hmm. what I thought would happen to him. Uh, I thought the uh, dwarf might die, but surprisingly, because I thought they were all going to be there at the battle, but they were not. Mm-hmm. Well, Galadriel <laughs> is Clay Blanchett in the movie, so I was uh, I was uh, not expecting her to go anywhere. Uh, the elf, hmm. the the archer, I don't believe we see anywhere in the movie. So I I was I was kind of scared for him. He does end up surviving, mm-hmm. but they do play with the oh god, did he survive the volcano? Because we don't see him for a while, and yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, he made it. Um, and he almost got his ass kicked and killed in this in this last battle too. Yeah, <laughs> he he got the crap kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a good show. I'm like it's a slow burn, but when you get to episode six, seven, eight, all of a sudden shit starts happening, and it's like it was kind of worth it. Um, I dug it. Uh, I would probably say this mm-hmm. is my favorite thing we're talking about this week. Although I, I think for you it's probably yeah. Halloween ends, but yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is this was good. This was good. Don't listen to the haters. Uh, if you're a fan of Tolkien, it's a slow burn, but Tolkien's a slow burn. If you've read Tolkien, it's a slow burn. Like I'm not even yeah. the biggest Tolkien fan, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, if you're a Tolkien fan, you know it's a, it, this, his stuff is slow burn, and this is a slow burn, and it pays off. It's worth it. Uh, are we ready to get into She-Hulk? Yes, let's dive into it. Let's she dive Hulk. into the hate. Oh, God, there's so much hate for this. Let's embrace, I'm sorry. Let's embrace the hate. It's so dumb. So overall, I think this these last three episodes were my three favorite of the series. Yeah. With a little asterisk next to episode three. nine. Episode seven was probably my all-time favorite episode of the series. I loved just the fact that, like, she met this guy. They they had a really good relationship going, and then he just he they sleep together, and then he ghosts her, and she has to deal with yep. that. And it's just it's very human. Uh, we've all dealt yes. with that in our life. If you haven't dealt with that, you're lucky. Uh, that it's happens, fortunate. and it hurts. It hurts quite a bit, and you learn from it, which you know she does here. And it's kind of I love that story because you don't see it told that often, and it. It should be. Now, of course, that guy ends up being a complete piece of shit. Uh, who mm-hmm. also cloned her phone and uh, he's part of this group Intelligentia trying to, you know, fuck with Jennifer Walters' She-Hulk. So, yeah, he's a piece of crap. But Abomination, of all people, actually helps her out. And it was actually a really nice episode. I really liked it. And uh, I like it a bit more than the next episode, but I like the next one quite a bit as well, which is the introduction of Daredevil. Uh, I Matt Murdock was fun in this series. Um, he was really great in this series. <laughs> yeah, no, he has this great... Uh, he and Jen have some damn good chemistry. 
uh, like natural, really yeah, good chemistry. Yeah, just like they're they're not the same type <laughs> of superhero, but they work together well. And uh, yeah, obviously Jen give, digs the advice, and I love the advice he gives her. He's like, um, as Jennifer Walters, as a lawyer, you can help people with the law, and as She Hulk, you can help people when the law fails them. And it's like, obviously, she doesn't know he's Daredevil at that point, but obviously he's drawing from his own experience a bit and helping her out. And it was nice. Yeah. And they definitely had some chemistry in that moment, too. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, My ass remains unkicked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they they have a little fight until she realizes who he is and she realizes her client. We knew her client was a rich, stuck-up piece of shit, but, uh, you know, she has to defend him because that's her job. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, he ends up being a complete piece of shit. Um, He ends up kidnapping the same person who makes Daredevils and uh, She-Hulk's outfit. And puts her outfits at risk for a while because, god damn it. (laughs) He, He didn't, the designer didn't forgive her for, you know, representing that piece of shit yeah but then that piece of shit goes and kidnaps him and you know it's up to daredevil and well it's up to she hawk mm-hmm. to save him along with daredevil they team up and uh they save, and she saves him and you know he forgives her mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> she's yeah. absolutely forgiven yeah well i mean you know being saved from a kidnapping still mad at her for it. yeah no i'm yeah. sure they're still he's a little mad at her he's a little burned but you know uh Saving from a kidnapping does help. <laughs> and then, I don't even know if this is the most controversial, because I swear everybody blew up over all these episodes. I think I might have heard the most blow up over the Daredevil episode, because yes, Daredevil and She-Hulk sleep together. And there's just this funny little scene where he does the Walk of Shame, but, um, you know, it's technically the Walk of Shame, but he does it with a shit-eating grin. Um, He's obviously happy. Yeah. She Hulk's happy. He's still in costume. Who gives a shit? He's yeah, still... well, of course. What else is he gonna wear? I doubt she has any clothes that properly fit him. And I think that's the funniest part of it. Yeah, like he's just walking, holding his boots, going, "Hey, yeah, what's up?" No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they had a good night, and everybody's all upset because, oh my god, he did the walk of shame. He had a good night, guys. <laughs> they had chem. Well, it's- they had good chemistry. She's like, "Hey, if you're in town, do you want to go on a date?" And he's like, ah, "I'm going to New York. When tomorrow?" So there's hmm. tonight when you're opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <"Hey>, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like their relationship. It was fun. Um, There was a bit of up over the uh, finale. And I will say I have yeah. issues with the finale. Because uh, while the finale is a giant fourth wall break. Um, so we have this story going off intelligentsia. We find out Abomination is involved. It's all, you know, it starts breaking into a fight when Bruce pops in and decides to help her out. And before we get anything really resolved, she fourth wall breaks the whole episode and goes to Kevin, who's a robot at Marvel, and makes him fix it. Now... I do not like the ending they were building towards, like with the one guy getting Hulk blood and becoming a Hulk. It felt bad. That felt stupid. Yeah, it was very stupid. (laughs) That being said, I still want there to be some sort of resolution to the story before she does the fourth wall break. Because the fourth wall break just feels like, oh, we don't have a really good ending. Let's just fourth wall this. And the fourth wall stuff is fun. Don't get me wrong. I actually enjoyed the fourth wall stuff. Okay, I so just you, wanted... you, you look at it as plot armor in a way. Yeah, yeah. It was a way to get around okay. that they, they didn't really have a strong ending for this. That's what it felt like to me. And it's funny. It's I want to give it props. The The fourth wall stuff, it was funny. And it, it was natural. I'm not saying it's not comic book accurate because she did that shit all the time in comic book. But I wanted there to oh, at least yeah, be absolutely. some sort of good resolution in the story. Before she just fourth wall breaks and fi- fixes everything. Because this felt like a cop out. And then it's like, okay, so what? Are we going to do this every season? Don't. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but I, okay. I I definitely see it as something that they used as that definite mm-hmm. device to kind of write themselves out of a corner. Yeah. But I, 
I don't know. I, I hope that they don't use it so much like a crutch in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, I want that would be more of my concern. The actual fourth wall break I thought was fine. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Her jumping out the She-Hulk menu, the getting out into yeah, Disney the- Plus menu, jumping out the She-Hulk uh, <laughs> box and into the assembling Marvel Universe box. That's funny. I just want there to that be a was, resolution yeah. that's in the story and maybe she fixes it after that or maybe just something that feels natural to the story. I want more of an explanation for Abomination other than apparently he was just paid for by Intelligentsia to do his stuff. Because I, I actually was starting to like Abomination. And then it's just like, oh, he's worked with Intelligentsia. Oh, why? Because he got paid. Ugh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So is this a flawless series? No. Fuck no. It's fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, episodes seven and eight, I really I certainly didn't get those. pissed off at her twerking. Yeah, it was the twerking thing. I I could not handle the rage over the twerking thing. And I, I even pointed out the twerking thing. It's like, you know what? If Deadpool did this scene, you guys wouldn't say a goddamn thing. You would eat it. Up. You would eat it the fuck up. Yeah. And, and people are just like, well, if Deadpool did it, it would be comic book accurate. And my response was just like, say you've never read a She-Hulk comic without saying you've never read a She-Hulk comic. I mean, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just how, it's just the same thing as whenever yeah. people put the Thin Blue Line logo on a Punisher skull. Tell me you've never read a Punisher novel you've never read a Punisher book. Yeah. Ever. You just think it's a cool logo. You've never fucking read that. I kind of do love busting that bubble on people and they tell me I'm full of shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, nope, I'm just a nerd, man. Mm. <laughs> hey, I and just... Frank Castle fucking hates cops. Yeah, he's... <laughs> like, if there's a dirty cop, he's gonna go after them first. He is Yeah, well, he likes good ones and them. he protects the good ones. Yeah. But good thing for us in the books, the majority of the cops in his, in his neck of the woods are dirty cops. Mm-hmm. And he he has no sympathy for them. No. Yeah, he has more sympathy for a purse snatcher. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. they still die, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, so oh. I would say overall, I do like this series. It's not perfect. I did. No, but yeah, no. This, and this was fun. like it, well, like anything, it does have its flaws. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel, I felt, I think that if they were to go more into Intelligentsia, have that be kind of a underlining thread the entire series. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe popping up in episode two mm-hmm. or three, if they introduced that thread a little bit earlier and kind of had more things like going in, like mm-hmm. they were to do something or like, you know, leave shitty signs in her front yard, something like that. And I, I hate Just to- something small. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, incels are not intimidating enough to be really great villains. <laughs> they're they're they they think a lot of themselves, but uh, they're pretty fucking weak. <laughs> they're as threat they're as threatening as a puppy as a chihuahua. Yes, they barking are. behind a yeah. big caged fence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, good show. Uh, yes. Like I said, overall, the these last three episodes, I think, were the best set. I'd probably say the last three, then the first three, and then the middle three were probably my least favorite. But, yeah, I enjoyed this. It was just good. Um, anything you want to add before we go ahead and close out? Uh, no, I, I did enjoy it. I'm going to be very curious as to see where the second season will go. Mm-hmm. What other cases will they do? Um... I'm very curious if they're actually going to pay off on it being a legal show or not. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we, we will see. We will... I can't. I wonder if she's going to make any appearances in the Daredevil series. No, I'm, I'm almost, I'm fairly confident she will be in Daredevil. I'd be shocked if she wasn't at this point. I guess it's not impossible. I, I did mean, like the Jessica teaser. Jones wasn't really in Luke Cage, which was a little disappointing. Yeah. Mm. I did. I did like that teaser. Just wait for the movie. I'm getting a movie. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Sony ain't giving up that distribution rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. Uh, so next week, uh, George should be joining us, and we All have right. we have two very horror based things and something not really horror based. So 
the horror-based stuff, we're going to be looking at the new Black Adam movie, which should be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It's The Rock. Yes, yes. We have... Uh, I already got my, I got my tickets already. I, I don't yet, but that's coming. Uh, we got the last yeah. four episodes of House of Dragons season one. Fucking terrifying. But then, uh, then, we're, then George. Well, the fan go... reaction is terrifying. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but uh, then we have something not horror based at all. We have a uh, Stephen King's Cat's Eye, which uh, yes, that's not a horror thing at all. I don't know why. It's a story funny. about Drew Barrymore and her kitty. Yeah, it's it's a Drew. It's a fun Drew Barrymore romp. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> It's how she did tell her a little a very young Drew Barrymore, I believe, pre ET or yeah. post ET. Yes, uh, is uh, it, it's about her and her adventures with her kitty. But yes, that will uh, that will be next week. Um, let's see. Anything to add before we go ahead and close out? Um, no. All right, everyone, have a good one. Freeze frame. Take care. Cheat it, but I don't have the mouse in the right spot. They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't be. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt.